Maybe it was my rap video. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure what happened, man. After that thing hit, like it's like buyer, buyer, buyer. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Steve Zonardo and Hussein Kambani with the podcast East Meets West. And we're here to talk about some uh, weekly strategies regarding real estate. And also we've got a topic uh, coming up because we had a question uh, sent in from one of our listeners, Holly, we won't mention her last name, and just regarding the, the uh, Don Mills and Eglinton uh, new LRT. LRT. Yeah. Cool, buddy. How was your how was your week? Week has been good, actually. Yeah. Um, so far, like uh, this month, any, or closing off uh, April, we actually ended up doing a bunch of buyer sales. So usually we're on the, the listing side. side. Yeah, 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 we're usually on the buyers listing are good. side. Yeah, buyers but are good. We, we ended up getting a bunch of buyers and... For some reason, we're like piled up with buyers right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was my rap video. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure what happened, man. After that thing hit, like it's like buyer, buyer, buyer. Yeah, so yeah, good. yeah. So Create some so, awareness. Yeah, man. So yeah. we've had a bunch of buyers, a lot of good deals, um, yeah. and then just working kind of in that uh, that market I'm working in in Pickering and Ajax. I get yeah. to know a lot of the people, so the deals start to become a little bit easier course, yeah. uh, to do yeah. handle yeah. with the other agents. Yeah. But yeah, so so far we we've had a good. Uh, Good April, a good good second quarter so far. We have a couple of listings that are coming up. We have a listing that we're going to reprice. So, yeah, it's it's yeah. moving along really well. Things are still moving really yeah, well in crazy. that east side. Yeah, yeah, like there was a house that was listed uh, in like the north side of Pickering, northeast side of Pickering recently. Older house. It was listed at like six ninety nine. Ended up selling for just under seven hundred thousand yeah, dollars. Nice. They ended up with I think almost twenty offers. We made an offer, so I know. Really? Yeah. Under so seven, under seven or eight? Uh, yeah, just under eight, like under eight hundred thousand. So it yeah. came up almost a hundred thousand dollars in price. And and the area, to be honest, in my was opinion, wasn't so anything spectacular. It was probably somewhere in that seven sixty, seven seventy range. Someone probably paid well, an extra right? thirty yeah, or forty thousand yeah. dollars for this property. But it just goes to show you, like yeah. the spring market is alive and it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still booming. booming. So booming like crazy. as long as you like what we talk about all the time, as long as your pricing is good, presentation yeah. and the marketing behind it, you're good to go. You're good. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that too because we we did a bunch of sales too in this month. It was actually a really really good month. A bunch of inventory. I didn't even know how many listings we pulled in. It was crazy. And then also uh, uh, the sales, right? We we did a ton of sales and. Uh, for example, even going to Binnymore, we did we did a buyer sale last week. And yeah. So they had two offers in. I told my clients they're gonna buy something else. You know what happened? Those two offers ended up bailing. They both came in. One was really crap. One was, I guess, not where they were liking. And then yeah. we went back and we negotiated the deal. Nice. <laughs> the nice. day after, I'm not gonna be pressured into that shit, right? Yeah. Because there's so much inventory right now. You know, going going back to the market, we have over eighteen thousand units uh, as of this week. Yeah. So imagine that. So the inventory is definitely picked up and things are selling. So we had uh, 18,000 units on the market uh, as of Monday, but we also had about 1,600 sales or something, yeah. 1,200 sales. So, so, so. We've, we've kind of talked about inventory yeah. quite a bit, right? So where would you say the point of where inventory, should it rise to this level, you would yeah. say, ah, like, you know, it's, it's, it's not that good anymore. And now we're getting too much inventory. Yeah, I think we're, we're right in the, the cusp of that. I think there's yeah. still a big flow of buyers right now. Even, yeah. I see uh, even like... Um, uh, low-rise residential new construction sales like here in Clamber. You're seeing a pickup? Yeah, there's a lot of sellout like right now, a lot of huge flow of people right now, and uh, which is cool. 
But I think, I think, yeah, once you hit that 21, 22, there you go. Number, that's yeah. the number. Yeah, I, I agree. That's the number. Yeah. Once you hit 21, 22,000 listings. The, as the population grows, that number will become, sure. become irrelevant. It'll yeah. be like a, a 16,000 uh, inventory where it's not effective. Yeah. But as of now, I think that 22, 23,000 yeah. mark will, will shut it. We'll I, slow it down to yeah. time to buy. So, so, yeah. I, I, th I think you're exactly right. Like, yeah. we're at that cusp of basically saying, like, you know, it's close, right? Yeah. 18 to 20,000 listings is only 2,000 listings. So it's not that much. Yeah. Right, so it, I think with a little bit of fluctuation in the marketplace, you could be at the twenty thousand, just oh, over yeah. twenty thousand, pretty so easily. We're, we're doing about a thousand, thousand a week. Yeah. So what happens is the inventory is still pumping. So we're we're trading about two thousand. Uh, there's two thousand contracts per week getting signed right now. Yeah. So either they're getting signed to get on the market or or getting signed in a contract. Yeah. To, get to sold. purchase. Yeah. So two thousand per week. Uh, once once the selling portion goes away, like let's say the uh, like you know it slows down because the yeah. summer's coming, you don't have those twelve to, to two thousand sales per week. That's just going to build up the inventory. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of great properties sitting. And even for myself, like today this morning, something came up for me as an investment because we're closing on one of the uh, uh, our rentals uh, in May fifteenth. Nice, so soon. A couple weeks. So yeah. cash is cash is coming, and we got to find another investment to dump it into. So you. so we found something this morning. I'm all excited. It's a perfect lot. It's everything. And then you know, it's it's there's like a little hiccup, and I'm not going to push it. It's a good property yeah. in in a really busy market, but I'm not going. I know there's better inventory coming out. I'm going to just sit tight and just. Uh, Spend wisely, let's call it. Well, you know, you know what it, what has been said, right? Like you make your money on the purchase, Always, right? So you're yeah. going to make your money on the purchase. So it's smart of not kind of like dumping into it. Um, you know, because sure. we were talking about inventory uh, and the and the seasonality almost, right? Yeah. So, so what do you think now? Like, so we're still kind of in the spring market, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that where do we see it kind of going in terms of where a stop point would be? And say for people that have their property listed on the market right yeah. now, where, where do you think like people that are like, I have a listing or two that I'm playing with yeah. still right now for the last little while, yeah. but it's like, where do you get to a point of basically saying, all right, now I got to get real. Yeah. You know what, what I mean? Like I got to get real and yeah, it's, and it's got to sell. Now. Yeah, it's time now. Get into June. You got to imagine. Just just think of being a kid when you're in June, when your parents. Just the mindset, or, or now being a dad and having kids. Like the mindset changes. Like yeah. everything sort of slows down. Where you want to like imagine. We I don't think we've seen sun. Like maybe we have, but I don't remember it since like it's bad. since like yeah. October, right? Yeah. So uh, imagine now the weather starts getting great and everything. Now the grass is turning green. Yeah. And and you know everyone's starting to get excited. People just don't want to do shit like like spend money yeah. and stuff or or go look at look properties. at houses. They yeah. just want to like enjoy. It's almost yeah. like a because we're in the dark for so long. Yeah, so, just want to enjoy. So I think by you know by the end of end of the, I don't know, man. I think even by mid June, like before the end of the school year, I think we're going to shut down. A bit, but you right? got to be done. Like that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Is, is that like for me, I 30, I'm, 30 days. I would imagine this 30, is it. 35 days. This is all I'm saying is like basically we're at May first today. We're at May first yeah. today. I would yeah. say June. Yeah, for sure. June, you you got you got to clear out. Like yeah. I, I would say mid June, you're you're putting yourself at risk. Like I, I would say uh, every effort has to go in in yeah. the next thirty days right now, to you gotta, sell. We're gonna have yeah. now May is gonna be another crazy month. Yeah, you're gonna see sales like nuts. Like, yeah. Every day, every time I get my emails of the current inventory for the night before, it's all sold conditional. Yeah, especially my region here. I'm yeah, huge, I'm the same thing. Huge, yeah, huge, huge push with sales. So I think, yeah, you're going to just see that slow down. And yeah. that's what I'm saying with my sellers. We, we coached them into selling now, then we're ready to buy. And um, one of my clients said to me, I did a, deal, a couple of deals last week, right? And uh, so one of the guys says, ah, now I get it, what you're saying. I said, but I've been telling you the whole time. <laughs> and we just, so what happens is we, we my client said, good, good clients of any good friends do now. 
But uh, she was saying that I'm not motivated yet. I'm yeah. not because we had the house listed. I'm saying, guys, your house is great. It's a perfect house. Yeah. It's just price. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. you know, you got a single car garage. You got a double car garage at the same price. It's huge. It's yeah. a Huge. You know, yeah. a lot, yeah. double car is going to be worth more money. Why? Because the lot's wider. Plus, sure. even if it's like a second car in the garage. So you know, not motivated. Not, motiv- not motivated. Not motivated to sell. Whatever. And the price was there. We did one little adjustment. Then I started. You know, like I do that weekly report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Like we got to be down. Like when I initially came in to the uh, the presentation, it was seven ninety to eight ten. That's where our range of selling was, right? I want to list maybe eight nineteen or eight oh nine, something around there. So we listed eight thirty nine. I go, let's give it a go. We can maybe leverage the market, but we have to be realistic as we went. Anyway, so then we ended up buying, we bought an amazing property for a good price. And then now it was like, there was time to like adjust the price. Yeah, you know, crunch right? time. Yeah, and then we ended up yeah. getting it sold like Perfect. really bright, what a rate quick. And where did we get sold? Exactly where I initiated the first the conversation yeah. uh, was, right? Like literally, I think we're like three grand off where I said yeah, the high point range. Was. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's quite awesome. interesting. So it's always price related. And even yesterday, I just dropped another property of a price reduction, 80 something thousand. But uh, you know, going in, I, I gave they gave the range of where we should be. So we started really uh, high, and uh, we received one offer that kind of reflects where the value is going to be going to end up. So now it's a matter of okay, now we're going into the last thirty days of yeah. the stretch. We're at a better price. I think we're going to get some good paper yeah. in in the next couple of weeks here. So yeah, S- same here, man. Like uh, that. yeah, we're just trying to uh, yeah get the inventory moving because we know the next month is going to be important. June, yeah, I think, is yeah. still going to be a good month. Yeah. But I think uh, two weeks into June, things are going to change. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, and then July, August, we yeah, know, is going to be... I want to relax. I joined a racing league. And I yeah, gonna yeah. Join we're going to join today. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to join today. So that's going to be yeah. cool. Yeah. I think that'll be a good stretch for the future because I want to get into like uh, actual like sports car racing. Speakers. Really, yeah. So I think that the, the go-kart... Uh, it's, a, it's an introduction it's almost. It's introduction, right? Yeah, you yeah, start yeah. to learn the apexes and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I, think, I think I'll be pretty decent on there already. But I mean, we'll see. I'm curious. Well, I've raced in Las Vegas a few times on those tracks that they have yeah. there. Yeah, so like the ones that you can rent... Not rent, but they actually have a race car driver sit with you. The feeling is intense. Like, yeah. I can't believe how they let you rip it through the racetrack. Like, uh, they gauge how comfortable you are with the car. Uh, and then, like, basically the first turn, you're going straight. And then the turn comes on you fast. And what ends up happening is, is that I was starting to slow down. The guy's like, no, no, no. This is not time for brake. This is gas. Like, go, 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 go. Yeah. So, yeah. so, like, but you're going fast, like, so close to the turn. And then all of a sudden, he's like, brake 100%. Like, like, so basically the way they teach you is, is that, you know, you push the brake pedal yeah. uh, up until you feel it kind of engage and yeah. then you'd like hammer yeah, into yeah, the yeah, brake, yeah. like a hundred percent. You let go quickly, full, full make commitment. the turn and yeah. hammer it back yeah, through yeah, the yeah, turn. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is amazing, man. Like the first time I did it, I came out of the car, like shaking. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's yeah. It's amazing. It's, I, mean, I think racing. we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. I think it's gonna be cool. I think, yeah. you know, especially I'm, I'm a huge car fanatic and plus I love racing. I've always did it and yeah. I never get anything in competitive as a kid. My, my parents never got me to any competitive sports yeah i'm gonna shed a tear now right oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you know what this it's is like a, it's, hell, it's a house league for go-karting right yeah, yeah. for racing i think it's gonna be fun i think it's gonna be awesome i'm, I'm super competitive so i'm there to i told my wife in the, I was in the shower yesterday she's i was like hey i just joined a racing league and she's like are you kidding go yeah i'm you know once a bi-weekly i'll be racing i said but i'm committed i'm yeah. committed to win next time. i'm gonna win i'm bringing that trophy cool man so you want to go into Holly's um, yeah, let's question? So her question was, and I'll read it out. Can you guys speak on the future of Don Mills and Eglinton area uh, with the Crosstown LRT under construction and now this proposed Ontario line connecting the area to downtown? How bright does the future look? Uh, uh, what some of the potential buildings in the, in the what, what potential 
buildings to invest in the area. So that's a, that's her email. Yeah. Did some research here, pulled some some stuff here just to uh, get a, get better acquainted with what's happening. Yeah. So um, so like like I'll kick it off a bit, but like yeah. I'm, I mean in terms of like uh, the LRT going in, like we've always seen massive uh, price increases in any areas where they've put in this type of infrastructure. Number one, the infrastructure is not cheap. And number two, like they're really doing it for a reason. And this is a very crowded kind of area. And getting people to move quicker through this area is going to make a huge impact. Oh, absolutely. Like I remember my uncle had a house at Leslie uh, in between Shepherd and Finch. It was a really old kind of townhouse. Even when I was young, I remember it being old. Um, But all of a sudden, that property went up massively when the Shepherd subway line came. When the Shepherd subway line came, the property, I think it like almost tripled in price. Um, so I think that anything that's kind of uh, be- being built or already existing around this infrastructure that is going in is going to be almost a slam dunk. Yeah. One thing I would say just about that area I would try to avoid if it was me right now is some of the older buildings. Like some of the older buildings, I, I think e- either way, like if that's what you can get into, then get into it, right? I would just try to avoid some of the older buildings, especially maybe someone like Holly. I think she mentioned she was a millennial or, yeah. or, or something like that. Like, and, and they may not have all the money right now in order to like, you know, close on a place. I think what a smart idea for maybe someone like a Holly would be to do is go into like, uh, you know, one of the pre-construction models, right? Mm-hmm. So then that way they have time to kind of make up the down payment. These properties will probably close in the next 18 months to three two and a half years, I would say, it's probably going to be a better bet for them. They're bloody expensive though. Yeah. So, so location we're talking about is, so 770 Don Mills yeah. basically is where the station's going. So that's next to the Ontario Science Center. Yeah. Um, so cool, cool little project. So I'll just go into what they're doing here. So they said that there's going to be, let me see if this is the accurate one here. I pulled one out. There's two of them that was a year apart. So this 2617 was a different number than this one. So they're predicting to get so it's a massive project, even just, just the location, what they're doing. But I forgot the, uh, here, let me just read into this. But even the location is going to be massive, even compared to like, uh, you know how I was talking about the Shepherd subway line. It's like the Shepherd subway line, even when he went onto it, it was dead. Because I think that the population uh, was just not there all, all across the Shepherd line. But I think that them building this infrastructure at the Young and Eglinton area, there's so much traffic there already. Like oh, this no is going to be, yeah. This is going to be very well utilized. So, so look at the proposals. So yeah. Already, the builders bought this up way sure. before they yeah. knew this was coming down the pipe. So, they're they're expecting twenty three hundred and seventy seven new residents, yeah. totaling one hundred and fifty thousand square meters of residential gross area. And so, the, the, how they broke it down is fifteen percent of those those units will be studios, fifty percent one bedrooms, and twenty percent uh, two bedrooms. Yep, that makes and, sense. And fifteen percent three bedrooms. I'm surprised they're even making very low. Bedrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're gonna see more also of that though. Plan and stuff like that. So you kind of go into that. It, it's the area is not. It's a very expensive area as it is. Yeah. You know, there's there's teardowns in the area that are a million plus right now. We just sold a townhouse there, or semi-detached. We just sold a semi-detached that was 15 years old. Um, it was about uh, 1,600 square feet, uh, and we sold that for just under 900 thousand yeah. dollars. So, right? so the area is it's already doing extremely well. Yeah. It's not like this. Okay, is it going to have a great impact in the area? I think for convenience' sake, for sure. Yeah, I get it. But now, it's it's already the area is already done. It was doing extremely well with prices. This house is four, five, six million dollars in the area, like around, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, the, the Bridal Path's not too far off from this. 
So, and, and I think, and I think that these condos will have even more potential, even more legs to move because of how strategically they're located. Being at Young and Eglinton, having the LRT yeah. over there, and already having these existing established higher price points in the area, I think that the new construction well, over there I'm, would still be a good I'm, bet. So I pulled out all the new projects that are coming up in yeah. the area there. So Supersonic by Lynn West is building. Yeah. It's it's $1,100 a square foot. Yeah, uh, but these guys uh, started to build, I, I think I started looking at their pricing two years ago, two and, and maybe more than two years ago. Yeah. yeah, Sonic has been around three years, I think, three yeah. years. I, I probably have some of the old pricing. I forgot to pull but, it. But so for 339 square feet, which is, which is a, a Studio, bachelor, yeah. Yeah, it's $400,000, $1,100 yeah. a foot without, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's without parking. That's bloody yeah, expensive. that's they won't even sell you parking with that. Yeah, that's insane. no, they won't even yeah, sell it. It's another twenty. Uh, 30 no, they won't even sell it at that at that size. Oh no, yeah, you don't at get that it. size. They won't even sell it to you. So eleven hundred dollars a foot. But you don't need it because you got the LRT. No, I get it, but you still, you know, resale value. You want a parking. Say for a one bedroom, how much are they at at for a one bedroom? Now? So one bedroom right now. So that's oh. 430 square feet to 550 square feet. Yeah, it's feet, small now, man. Which is, is it's, that's a, that used to be a studio before. Yeah. Uh, they're asking between, so the 431 square foot mark is 486. Wow, that's a lot. And the 552 is 600K. So it's a, about 1170 to $1,200 a foot. This is uh, like Yorkville pricing, right? It's very expensive. So I don't know, man. Like, would I do this if I was a lady to, to pop this money in, in this condo? I wouldn't. I got to be honest. As an investor, not, I would not do it. I'm, uh, not, I'm not a. I don't like condos. I got to be honest. I, I got to be very frank about that. Yeah. That's why I never promote them because I think in the long run, uh, you don't make the kind of money you would make on a, on a freehold house, right? You know, I, I agree with you. Uh, I 100. I, I agree with you. The, the thing is, is that these units over here right now, for uh, as an investor level, I wouldn't touch it. No, uh, maybe she, the pricing she, I saw three or four to, years oh, ago. Yeah, Holly's looking to live, I would imagine, right? I would think that if Holly likes the neighborhood, uh, she's comfortable with what it is, and if she wanted to pick up a unit over here, I would say do it. Right. Yeah. But but for an investment perspective, I, I don't think yeah, so. No, no, I wouldn't touch like that. like say like uh, we sold a bunch of units into uh, Universal City in Pickering, like they're yeah. building five towers right yeah. by the GO train station. For me, that was like a good value for what it is. I can compare it to the prices around the area and stuff like that and say, hey, it's a good price. And we're in an area where the potential is still massive to grow. Like there's not a lot of infrastructure in that area. The thing with and the, it's coming. The thing with condos, every time I ever had to sell an investment condo for a client or sell a condo for a client and they bought pre-construction they bought resale whatever they bought the the appreciation didn't matter whatever it was it was in toronto bond east west whatever it was north it never never made money never didn't matter never made money at all never i made money on condos dude not a lot man like i so we had one a guy bought a place at young and finch great location great building all the amenities even at north town way I don't know where it was. Yeah. I sold it. I, I can hear less. <laughs> I remember because <laughs> so, had, had, had oh, that's the one. Fair, oh, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, go ahead. beautiful building, huge. It's right? nice. It's really nice building. But what happened is, so that when that building went up, it was state of the art. Yeah. Then there was another thirty build. Like, I don't know the exact number. I'm saying, sure. There's but a bunch. That whole strip yeah. was filled with condos, yeah. which made that old and unattractive. So everyone was putting money into new buildings, which brought those values down. You know what, man? Like, look. Because you're competing. You know, so you got a house on a great street. Yeah. You're competing against nobody at that time. Because in your list, you might be one neighbor cell. Sure. So you, you always have leverage when you're when you're doing that. When you list a condo, not only are you looking in your building, you're looking at the whole strip. You so got you a have, lot of inventory. That's in, in, what I'm saying. So you're always competing. Agree. So you got a yeah. one bedroom 
uh, condo for sale and you got maybe like 150 you're competing against yeah. and then one little pocket. So how do you stand out? You Look, can stage it, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. It's, you are uh, just a victim of the, the, the max inventory. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have a different opinion on this. Like, so, so say this. Yeah, for sure. That's why it's But say this. Like, I'll give you one of my clients' examples, sure. right? So the thing is, is that we ended up purchasing in one of the North Townway buildings. I want to say it was like four, maybe five years ago. I, yeah. I, I can't remember exactly. And, and I think the purchase price was somewhere around like that 340 number. Purchased a, a two-bedroom, two-washroom place for three forty over there, yeah. and uh, basically we just looked at it right now, and it's just under six hundred thousand. And it's not us coming up with the numbers. Oh, it was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there was a unit. So I forgot what unit you know, we're in, but the unit right below. So the floor plan, everything, the look. Everything is a freaking insane, <laughs> but it's sold. Yeah, yeah, it's a comp sale. Six hundred thousand. Yeah, man, six hundred thousand. So he paid how much? Three forty. Three, okay, so yeah, he just got maybe timing. Five, uh, four years. Yeah, four so years. You got it just it. before the the, uh, the huge upswing. Even one yeah. like my own personal example, right? So like I bought at uh, Young and Shepherd at one fifty five Beecroft. I bought in two thousand and seven. Yeah. I bought that in two thousand and seven, and I sold it at the end of two thousand eleven. So four realistically, yeah. yeah, I was there for four years, and it went up ninety k. Yeah, so but that's, so that's what I'm saying. But yeah. if you bought a resale uh, property at that time, how much it would have been? But it's, I don't it's know. It's literally 20, 30 percent of what you. Would but have I think, but I think we have to also look at like, okay, so I purchased that place for two hundred and thirty-five thousand yeah. dollars. Like, what the hell am I going to buy for two hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars? So I think the other thing also is, is that the barrier to entry into the marketplace. So that's because you live yeah. there. So look at the example. We had opportunities, VIP closeouts downtown, all everywhere. We had a, we had a access to everything. Or I put my money in north. Yeah. If I would have bought in the city in a condo, I would not have. I made over three hundred thousand dollars. I just sold these these little shitty properties coming yeah. out, and they're far away from any transit. They're far away from any civilization. But I made three hundred k coming yeah. in. If I put that and and, and the sale, there yeah. were two hundred sixty thousand dollars purchases in twenty fourteen. If I put that downtown, well, what if, uh, in Liberty Village? Let's say I would have bought something exact same price, a one plus one, two sixty to three hundred k. That thing's probably worth four and a half right now. Five, four and a half, five, yeah. Try, because then yeah. it's a competition. We have it's another... A, the problem is with condos, it's like you, my Mercedes. I already want the newer model. Yeah. I don't want that one already. Yeah. Why? Because it's it's analog gauges now. I want the digital full yeah. effect. And that's the same thing with condos. They're like Gillette razor blades. They're they're disposable yeah. because there's always new products replenishing. And then the last building's going to top up the other building. So that's my... Now, would I would I put money in a condo? Yes. Where in Yorkville? Like it have to be like pristine location in the whole thing. It has to be like just perfect. Because naturally, if we kind of look at uh, New York, look at the value of those condos there. Yeah. Right? We'd have to get to that certain point. We will. But when? Oh, buddy, that could take a hundred years. So I'm saying yeah, that could take a hundred <laughs> years. Like I don't know. I don't know if we'll so, all be so here. Like a, so I, w- I did a little research in this area too. Yeah. So if you if you go into the east side of the DVP of like Wexford Heights and Victoria Village yep. around there, there was um, like houses, you know, houses, older houses, probably post-war, maybe 60s, 70s built. And you can probably get one of those right now between the eight, 900 range, right? Which is more than let's say the 400. But if you can, if this, this is an investment or they're going to joint venture, two, three people, they can buy that property and it'll kill in value. I agree. I, I agree. Like yeah. if, if you have the buying power, I would agree to go that way. Yeah. If you don't have the buying no, no, power, I would if say this, this do is, something. $1,100 a foot, man. Holy shit. But, but you know, dude, we were looking at these things before and saying like, oh, $700 a foot. Like, oh, no, I know, I know, I know. Oh, no, $700. Are you crazy? No one's going to buy this. I know, no, no, People no. are buying at 1100 bucks, man. You know what, dude? Yeah. We're going to have the same conversation. This is going to be when I'm freaking 1500 bucks. <laughs>
No, this is going right, to be 1500 bucks, 1600 bucks, and we're going to be like, what the... No, the reality is it's true because development charges, these guys, at 1100 is a foot now, uh, so you said, I don't even know how old this project is, three years, you said? At least three why years, it, Why are they yeah. still selling it? Uh, they have multiple phases yeah. of this thing, okay. yeah. So three, so there's supersonic and then sonic, is that a different... Sonic day? was the first one, okay, and then so supersonic Super came out after, I believe, yeah. Double, double the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Double it up. It's just what you said. This is the old one and this is yeah, Super Sonic. Yeah, this is a super yeah. of the Sonic, so... You screwed up yeah. on that Sonic. <laughs> then it's going to be Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. the third one. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know, Holly. I, I would uh, I would look into it. I think it's, it's you're not going to lose, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. the value always be there, but if you have buying power and you can get into something uh, on the other side of the DVP as, a, as an actual house, put some money into it with maybe a joint venture, yeah. I think you'd, you'd do a lot better in the future even for resale because those are tear-down houses and build a lot, so... Uh, what you're paying 800 today, you can maybe sell for one and a half tomorrow. So that's uh... it. All the, uh, so I guess it comes down to it's your perspective on it, right? Yeah. Like what we talk about. What is your purpose of investing? Are you going to live in the property? Are you are you an investor? Uh, you know, what's your time frame of holding on to the property? What's your price point? What can you afford to put into it? Yeah, I so you got so. a lot of options. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's you like, got a lot of we're, options. We're we're split between this one, eh? You yeah. love your condos, eh? <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say I love them, but like I've seen a positive return on them. Yeah. So uh, like and. And I just love the idea that you could get in at a price point, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's just like, it's like, like I know my market pickering very well. So the thing is, is that I could buy a townhouse there for like five fifty or $600,000, but I also know I can buy a condo there for like three fifty. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and if I can't afford to get into the 600 range or the five fifty, then I'm going to go. Affordability for sure. But, but I think the only thing I don't like about condos too, and I'm going to I have to buy at least one of them in the future when I diversify more of the portfolio. Yeah. But it's, it's, you're at the mercy of the builder. It's not, so you have to go through that phantom mortgage for at least 10 months, eight to 10 months where you're just paying. Where it's closing, yeah. yeah so so interim occupancy, essentially, yeah, yeah. yeah. So phantom mortgage, so you're basically paying a phantom mortgage for the, for the builder. You're paying rent. Fair enough, yeah. You're paying rent. Paying his cost. But, you, but, if, you're, but if you're an cost. investor, like we're, I'm gonna fight you at every point it, of this thing. It's 10 grand, right, right there. Then, but, but if you're renting it out, who cares? No, I get it, but it's just, see you're gonna live in it like this lady, right? Yeah. So you're paying like just all this huge interest for, for no bad damn reason. And then it's the, uh, uh, you don't know if the, the building's going up, if it's going down, if the development, you know what I mean? Look at the buildings that pulled out here in Toronto, like yeah. our in Woodbridge, sorry, two or three buildings just pulled They're out. They're shady. No, development charges. Everything's gone up. They sold them at a lower rate. Uh, they, they, now they can probably they sold them probably five hundred a foot. Now they're going to sell them for eight nine hundred a foot. Yeah. Why? Development charges have gone through the roof, so they have to offset their costs. So what do they do? The way they structure that, because we feel like oh, you know, everything's legit, and we sign the paperwork, and, and that's it. That's how it is. It's it is so many shells that go between that. Because even yeah. with some of these guys here now, in the, having corporations and having investments, I know how to. How do you use everything on the land so it doesn't affect me or, yeah. or my my personal life? These guys they'll put the they'll put the project in one name, you know, it's called it Phantom One, and then then the actual builder is Phantom Two, and then the actual company owns that's like Phantom Three, right? Yeah. So by the time you get to where the where the money is and everything, it's it's, it's coming. Just pull the there, there's nothing there. Sue Phantom One. Yeah. Sue them. Sue them because they got they're, nothing. They're bankrupt. They're yeah, like, yeah, we'll yeah. Pull money, and you won't even get your deposit yeah. back. Yeah. So that's a scary to me. I don't, I don't like to be out of control. Uh, not to have all that control. Or maybe that's just me. Because I like resale always because it's like. That's the product. Those your you know what you're getting. You're buying it in that market. I know. Yeah. We've had the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, but I think this was a yeah. great topic. So yeah. Thanks for sending in that question, Holly. Yeah, like, absolutely. That, that was really good, right? <laughs>
What else, man? You want to touch a tiny bit on mindset before sure. we wrap yeah, this yeah, thing yeah, up? Because yeah. uh, that's what we like talking yeah, about, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I had that talk on Sunday at, How'd at that NLP go, man? That's so it was awesome. good. It was a good talk. I, I, I swear it was, I'm not used to public speaking, right? Yeah, so yeah. it was, I got nervous, but not, my voice didn't shatter or didn't move too much. I'm a fast talker naturally, but the, I know I had a little bit of a jitter in my hand and I'm looking at these, so I'm going flowing. And I'm trying to look for the next point as I'm flowing, and then everything just looked white. I'm like, let me just close this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna happen. And I just went into it. But you know what? At the end, my coach Linda, because she's the one that hosted this, it was six speakers. We had a small room, 30, 40 people, something nice. like that, and a very intimate, very amazing room. And uh, she was like, "Wow, that was amazing. You just came across so much information. This is like, wow, I'm so impressed by you. Like, holy shit, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I bombed that. Yeah. So what happens is." Because it's a safe room, right? So it's basically uh, everyone in the room has has to make uh, just three uh, three things to write down, right? So it's it's, it's uh, which wish uh, no sorry uh, uh, like like wish. So two things you liked about the speech and one thing you wished it had or would improve. And they're all anonymous. So they, what they do is everyone writes out their post-it notes and there's a piece of paper in the front of the room and they just let them so you don't know who's yeah. saying. It. They came out all positive. It was nice. incredible. It was like okay, that's then maybe it did resonate. But I recorded it, so I'm wait, waiting to see the, the footage. But it came out good. There's a lot of good information because willpower, honestly, if, if I didn't even know what it meant before. I thought just not being lazy. When I really delved into it and looked into it, uh, my whole life is based off that. Yeah. Everything I did is just basically pushing through. Just keep going. Be consistent. Be committed. It's the same shit all through everything as a kid. But it works. So it's, and it's, so it still works. But I made, a, made an example during, during my talk. There's two things. People that know they have willpower or people that know how to use their willpower. Yeah. If you know how to use your willpower, you can accomplish anything in your life. Yep. I'm going to be honest. Yep. It's as simple as that. Is it, it's the same thing, man. Like you can have or have the knowledge of, but if you don't use it, then what's the point, yeah. right? It's just like if you have a bunch of money and you don't do anything with it, well, yeah. what the heck is the point of having it? Just wishing for money is not, it's not good. The hell are you going to well, do with it? Some people don't know they have it and they'll tap into it when they need it. But if you're like, if you, have, if you set your goals down on paper, you set out your prophecy letter, set out what you want to do, what you want to accomplish, and you apply your willpower to achieve these goals. Yeah. That's a, just to redirect it. Yeah. Knowing it's like a muscle, like uh, you know, you're, a, a specific skill that you have in any any type of career that you yeah. have. Or sorry, any if you're an athlete, if you're a great runner, you're going to use that your running skills in yeah. order to to accomplish your goals, yeah. whatever you're running at. But but I think that but I really think the thing that I even get away from a lot of the times, and I'm sure a lot of people do as well, is is that you know you start putting the wheels in motion and you're starting to see this picture of how you want yeah. things to look, and you get frustrated because it doesn't happen fast yeah. enough or whatever else like that. But then you know it's it's so a really a matter. Of, oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> or or I like off, man. yeah, or 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 it's what you said, right? It's just like being consistent, refocusing, going back to your letters, reading back your yeah. goals, and yeah. just being refocused. Uh, and, and, I, and I've mentioned it before too, it's like setting worthwhile goals. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, you need it. yeah, if you're just chasing what somebody else has and you're just like, oh, because it's cool, I don't yeah. think you're going to get no, there. No, you won't get it. Yeah. There's no purpose. There's a definite purpose. As exactly. Says. Once you set that definite purpose and why. So uh, talking about my talk, how I, I structured it, and I think I mentioned it last week, but, but I started off with my goals, right? And just, just very, I touched on it. So, you know, I said my goals for the next five to seven years is to be a builder developer to build 66 houses per year. This is this number of houses is a direct correlation to the, money, the net money I want, so I can feel my passions. The business is not just to earn money; it's also to set up my kids for a generational business where they can get in 
and then build this thing. If I build 66 houses a year, they can build it to 600 houses a year. I want yep. it to succeed. Take it and go. I don't even want to, just like I said, a chairman, I just want to overlook the, like, the important decision. But the, the CEO and the CFO, like, let them run with it. Yep. Let them build this business. So it's, it's, so it's also personal. It's also... It's going to give me the money and everything I want so I can purchase like all, all, all the things that I desire. But it's also going to give me purpose for to give my kids a better life. Yeah. And then their job is to keep it for a generational for their kids. And then it's, you know, keep, keep it going. I want it. So someone had to start the, tr- the trend. Like, you know, like who's going to put the sho- first shovel on the ground? Yeah. I'm going to wait. No one did it for me before. So now I have to do it for the next guy. So yeah. I'll, I'll take the brunt of it now. Hopefully the next generation has an easier go at it like my kids now. And they can build this thing. Yeah, into, uh, I think that's a great. But idea. I can see it. I can see that. I can see it so clearly. It's incredible. And the more I talk about it, and then the, the second part of that goal was to, with the money I can naturally earn from that, was to uh, to buy, uh, build our, our family home on a ten acre hobby farm. And nice. Be off the grid, solar power, well septic, and have livestock and organic cropping, but also have a garage for my passions, which, sure. which is cars, right? Yeah. So have like a separate garage there, and. Um, it was just so, it's just, everything's just touching. But then, then there's an attachment to that goal because we come from a rural family in Italy. We're from North Italy where farming was our, our nut. This Amazing, is how yeah. we made our living. This is how we live. And the last 50, 60 years in Canada, we became suburbanites. Yeah. And I want to give, I want, I feel like that's where I need to be, like in, in land. Like yeah. that's in my, like innate. We're talking in Italy, our house was built in 1850, right? Yeah. Or 1820s. That, that road was mapped in 1730s or wow. something. Because I did some research when I went back to Italy. That's crazy. So uh, supposedly the Zelenardos was from, from uh, a near, nearby town. I think it was called Crespano. Crespano. <laughs> you got to say it right. Yeah, you got to say it right. <laughs> yeah. But it was, they, they purchased this whole like plot of land from, from one destination to like one town to another. Wow. I'm talking, yeah. So they owned, they were like huge landowners. And then as the family got grown bigger, larger and larger, it's more fighting and more division with everything. So yeah. we got the end part near uh, where we are now in Costa Pucco. So yeah. The one thing I really like what you said is, is that you can, you can vision everything yeah. or you could see yeah. everything clearly. And I yeah. think, and I think that's really, really important. I, I think that, um, you know, even uh, one of my coaches basically says, like, you got to, like, take the time in the morning or whatever else like that just to sit quietly and just visualize it. Like, play it out in your mind, like a, yeah. like a movie playing. Yeah. Like, play it out in your mind, what you see, how you, how you want it to look yeah. and whatever else like that. Because then that gives you a little bit of, brings, I think it brings it a little bit more into reality. That you can almost it. grasp it, yeah. right? And I think what happens is when you, when you visualize it, you're, you're, it's, you're actually, you're playing it out. And then when you actually get into what your, your goal is, yeah. it's second nature yeah. because you've already, you've already played it out. Look at this. Remember basketball players that were doing, a, uh, there was a test there. There was one guy practicing for two hours or something, doing yes. shots. And yeah. there was another guy practicing in his mentally. mind. Doing, yeah, mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy, the mentally practiced actually. He did we- better. He did better than the yeah. other guy. So I think that's what it is. It's crazy. Where do we hear that? Like I remember, I d- distinctively hear well, it's what, it. One of these it. books. Yeah. I don't know if it was Drive, the book Drive or something. I remember, but yeah, I've or yeah. Power definitely. your subconscious mind. Something I like a that. Bunch of those books. Yeah, but it's it's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what it is. Even now, like I visualize the construction site. I see everything. I even see the mud. I see the houses how they're lined up, the curbs. Like it's just this whole like mental vision of where I want. Yeah. And you know, I talk to people, and I talked to my dad yesterday because you know these guys are they're retired too, so they don't. I'm coming in with this whole yeah. People in, in our career can they don't like our conversation. Yeah. So much like like forward thinking. Yeah. So much like go 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 go. So imagine my dad's been retired five six years. And I went to lunch there yesterday, and I was talking, 
And uh, I said, I did this talk. He goes, oh, yeah, you can do that too. He goes, why are you underestimating me before? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of course I could do why that. Not? I was a little jittery, <laughs> but we did it, right? You got to push yourself. Yeah. Then I was talking about the building. Oh, this and that. And he's just, he's thrown back with, with like how like aggressive I am. I yeah. said, why do you think it's so hard for us? Yeah. It's not. It's taking the actions. It's it's going to be difficult. I'm not going to say it's not, but it's it. we have the potential. I've met people in, my, in this new career where I want to go into and, and they're not better than us. They're yeah. not better than me. I yeah. see them. I can offer more in this business. Yeah. I can be more diligent. I know the way I am. So it's just, I just need to break that ground. We have the land up north. It's not like it's just timing right now. And it's just basically once I start, I'm going to go. And people say, well, you know, you get into 60 houses. It's a big site. It doesn't mean it's going to be all on one site because that's yeah. a huge project. Yeah, it it's is. Later. Yeah. 12 townhouses here, 10 here, 5 there. I don't want to Slowly. I don't want to build Ferraris. I want to build Toyotas. Yeah. Good product. I agree. Uh, I agree. Cost effective and, and they always keep moving. Yeah, they, they keep, keep always moving. moving. Yeah. yeah. Good. All right. Good. That's it. Let's go. This was uh, East Meets West podcast with my buddy Steve Zelenardo yes. and I'm Hussein Kabani. If you guys have any questions, reach out to us. Thanks again, Holly, for your question. Yeah, that was cool. That yeah. Was good. yeah. All right. Awesome, guys. Have a good day. Take Bye-bye. care.